When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. It's a road show Friday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, as uh, we are at Piedmontese on North 84th. The uh, Mercado is an amazing butcher shop. We are back and we have better news because there's football tomorrow. Last time we were here, Jay Moore and me, man, I tell you what, the, the Wisconsin balloon popped, but we still made it through off of well, pounds and pounds of specialized house-made sausage and brats and kielbasa. Today, I will be trying a New York strip and ribeye. Does that sound good? Because I'm staring at the meat case here at the Mercado with certified Piedmontese. And weather is going to be good this weekend. That means you need to fire up your grill or your smoker and uh, do so with your friends here at uh, Piedmontese. The Mercado is uh, where we are at. The, uh, tell you what, full-service butcher shop specializing in local premium ingredients. And a few football fans are here. We have one ESPN Lincoln football left. I executed a phenomenal option pitch because I'm clearly too slow to get around the corner. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-800-825-5865. Certified Piedmontese, the official beef of the Huskers. Plenty of Huskers to talk today, Nebraska-Penn State. And it is Five Star Friday. Let's theme it up because uh, what a day to celebrate for Nebraska basketball. Oscar Hoops, Fred Hoiberg, the cutout of all cutouts, uh, Bryce McGowan's in South Stadium. That was a wonderful Twitter treat earlier today with Coach Hoiberg. And Elijah, I tell you what, uh, we have long heard that five-star basketball players exist. We have seen some uh, at Pinnacle Bank Arena typically wearing another uniform or playing for Miller North in, in the uh, in the form of, of Hunter Salas. Uh, but Nebraska landing their own five-star talent, Bryce McGowan. You've been a Husker hoopster for a long time. I remember walking through the frozen gravel parking lots to see uh, Nebraska, Pike, Danny Nee, F-bomb officials and want to fight Billy Tubbs and Norm Stewart. It's been a long time coming. For big red basketball fans, and have you uh, stopped smiling yet, Elijah? Of course not. This is it's it's program changing potentially. And I said on Wednesday that this guy's got one and done written all over him, and I'm I'm standing by that. Uh, he is just a talented scorer. Uh, he can score off the dribble. He can score off the catch. He can he can really just get the ball in the basket however he wants. 
and that's what Nebraska was lacking last year. I, I think it's the the kind of skill set that is going to immediately translate to the court, and, and I think it's going to instantly put Nebraska, take him from the bottom half of the Big Ten up into the top four teams in the Big Ten as soon as he gets on campus. You know what? He is outstanding. The, the film speaks for itself, the product out of South Carolina. And uh, when you look at McGowan's measurable 6'6", 170 guard from Pendleton, South Carolina, top 35 national recruit, uh, a top 25 um, guy rated when you look at rivals at ESPN and uh, 24-7 sports composite. Here's what I know. I know that kids from the time they're junior's age through high school, you pray you're about a 35% score, right? From the floor in high school, you're going to take a lot of shots, but everybody seems to be a volume score in high school. Well, Bryce McGowan's is a guy that's shooting over 40% in high school from three-point land to go along with a lightning quick first step. Don't believe me? Fine. Listen to Coach Hoiberg. Uh, say what he feels and when I look at the mayor the mayor is pretty matter of a fact guy the guy's pretty straightforward he isn't into uh, uh, hype trains okay he's been in the NBA he's been in the front office he's been at Iowa State he's a dude that kind of calls it like he sees it without uh, unnecessary hyperbole uh, this is the mayor's statement I believe that signing Bryce changes the whole trajectory of our program that is Fred Hoiberg his statement today he's the centerpiece of what I believe is the strongest class that Nebraska basketball has ever signed since I've been here we talked about building a program that can have sustained success and adding a player like Bryce with his caliber shows that we're building something special here it also shows that Nebraska can compete for some of the top players in the country. It also says a lot about the type of person Bryce is. He wanted to go to a place where he can create a legacy and help Nebraska basketball reach new heights. So Nebraska is in search of that NCAA tournament win. Nebraska and the mayor want to get back to the NCAA tournament. Elijah, what happened is this. You found a kid with NBA talent potential NBA lottery skill set when we talk five-star that translates to one and done most instances and you found a guy that wants to be the guy versus going to a spot where he's just one of the guys there is your difference there is your special mentality And, yeah, he could have gone to Kansas. He could have gone to LSU. He could have gone to Michigan. He could have gone to 100 different places. But when you talk family ties and his brother uh, that that is here, uh, Trey transferred into Pittsburgh, really good ball player, and Nebraska is going to be able to to see what he can do. The ability to play with your brother, that's undefeated. And and Coach Abdel Massey, knowing the, the McGowan family as long as he has, is also pretty special. To me, uh, Elijah, there's there's just unmatched trust with Nebraska, and that is that is something to be said, and I think that'll permeate around college basketball. A big win for Nebraska in something, and it happens to be basketball today. 
Yeah, it just feels hard to be patient as a Husker fan right now because you look at the talent uh, and the production that Scott Frost is bringing into the football team, and you're excited for that. Uh, you see the volleyball recruiting class yesterday, number one in the nation, got the top three players. Going to be an awesome couple years of volleyball. And now Fred Hoiberg's building up his Nebraska basketball program uh, into hopefully uh, a team that can challenge for the Big Ten title every single year. Uh, and, and it's just so exciting to look ahead to three years from now where the programs could be, but also it's tough to, to look at where we are now and go, oh, man, I, I got to make it another thousand days before I can see some of the, the fruits of these labors. Well, he said it is hard to be patient. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. And, you know, once this stupid pandemic gets done and eradicated, we pray, things will get back to normal, which means you'll be in PBA watching uh, the McGowans. You'll be watching the mayor. You'll be in Memorial Stadium watching Nebraska football. You'll be at Haymarket seeing Will Bolt, who also kicked ass with his recruiting class. Uh, Roadshow Friday. We are on the road here at the Mercado with Piedmontese, North 84th, kind of catty corner from... Uh, your friends at the Lancaster Event Center and uh, just north of Havelock Avenue. When you head north on 84th, we're just kind of off to the to the west. And uh, when I talk about Piedmontese, certified Piedmontese, the official beef of the Huskers, are you going to fire the grill up tomorrow for your home gate? Uh, they have all sorts of steaks for you. They've got that double bone pork chop. And then they have some specials going on here as well. I'm having me a nice Coca-Cola. And that's all that's in there, Elijah, before you get smart with me. So it is uh, a roadshow Friday. We're here till 6 at uh, the Mercado Piedmontese. So we'll spend some time with Jacob Padilla coming up. We'll also get in touch with Derek Peterson in about 10 minutes. He does a great job of covering Nebraska basketball and Nebraska football on our mind today. Jeff Mall, Lincoln Convention and Visitors Bureau, going to pop by at 440. Get his take on handling a football weekend around the city safely, of course. So Jeff will be uh, key on that. Bill Dolman next hour and uh, the infamous Clausburn and the Friday forecast. Let's get to football for a moment and uh, talk about Nebraska-Penn State. I have gone back and forth on this thing, and I'll have my prediction uh, along with Clausburn at the uh, end of the show and Elijah will will dive in for sure but this thing's really tearing at Nebraska fans because it's crazy like all the Nebraska folks when we when you when you scroll through predictions everyone's picking Penn State by a touchdown uh, around Nebraska not everyone but a lot of folks you talk to Penn State people they're like "Eh, we're done so everyone in Penn State in, in Happy Valley land is picking Uh, Nebraska to beat Penn State, and I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, This is going to come down to quarterback play, whose quarterback plays the least worst based on the five games between the two teams we've seen, and what type of pressure can Nebraska's defense get on this Penn State offense that has looked good at times. They could have, should have, would have beat Indiana. They put up enough points to do so. But this game is about the quarterbacks. This game's about mental toughness. This game's about focus. And I know this, Elijah, when I look at Nebraska football, other questions I have. Will Luke start tomorrow? Probably. Do we know that for certain? No. 
Uh, do we do do we know if if Cam Jurgens is back? I'm here in turf toe. Is he going to give it a go tomorrow? And can he be a difference maker on that line to run the football? Uh, Penn State doesn't stop anybody throwing the football. Will Nebraska's passing game get active? And what are you going to get from the wide receivers? I, I don't think Omar Manning's going to be seen tomorrow. Uh, that the word we're getting. And so what what does that mean? More Lante Brown, more Fleming, uh, more uh, Xavier Betts. Let's hope. But it, it's 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 far from a certainty. The only thing we know for sure tomorrow is that whichever team starts quickest uh, will likely have a monster psychological advantage because both these teams uh, are in the habit so far for 2020, Elijah, of of having uh, something bad happen to them. Nebraska's responded better than Penn State has, but uh, if, uh, if something goes sideways for Penn State early, I think Nebraska can capitalize, and that's how they win. If Penn State hangs around, uh, they, could, uh, they could grow in confidence a little bit, and they're frankly more talented, on paper anyway, than Nebraska. So it, it's about the start, and it's about quarterback play, and uh, can you uh, make enough plays in the passing game? And can you figure out some, some run game identity uh, tomorrow? And, and to do so, I think you're going to need Jurgens. Yeah, Jurgens, uh, I think last week kind of showed how important he is getting to second level for that offensive line. Uh, I think he's huge. Uh, but again, as you said, I- I'm looking at the guy behind center. Uh, and that's in my opinion, should be Luke McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll know a little more tomorrow about who the starter is going to be. I expect to see him both, and I expect to see him both get a, a decent amount of play time tomorrow. But I think Luke should be getting the majority of the snaps uh, just based on what they showed last week, what they have showed so far this season. I, I think Luke McCaffrey looks like he, he he makes the defense work more whenever he's out there. Uh, that's I, I don't want to say Adrian Martinez can't go win this game. I don't want to say that Luke McCaffrey is guaranteed to go win this game, but I think he gives you a better chance to go out and beat a very good Penn State team uh, than what we've seen out of Adrian Martinez so far this year. I just think the offense clearly puts up a lot of points between the tw- yards between the 20s. The offense has got to got to capitalize in points, right? The term we use is empty calories with Nebraska football because they'll put up a bunch of yards. They've scored 30 points this season. Uh, Penn State's handing out points. Yeah, it was Ohio State, but last week, I mean, they got drilled by Maryland. Penn State's looking to quit. Can Nebraska help them with that? And we'll get into this. You as a fan, your excitement level, you're excited about basketball right now. Two weeks out, allegedly. Big Ten needs to get off their butt and put a schedule out. But we're, we're talking basketball to start the show the, the day before Penn State, Nebraska, because you as a Nebraska fan do not want to get hurt again. You're afraid to care. And I believe that. I absolutely believe that after the Northwestern missed opportunity. I also think Nebraska uh, has gone about things the right way for the most part this week of practice. They've come, they've come back to work. They've come back ready to try and atone and, and find a way to get that win. Penn State right now, uh, their mindset, their mentality, their tone, their tenor, if we go off of body language from, from Jay Paterno's commentary this week, 
I mean, Penn State's not been in this situation, and they're not handling it well. Nobody wants to be in a an 0-3 situation, but they have gone from bad to worse, and uh, they look like a team that's waving the white flag last week against uh, a, a regional rival in Maryland. They never lose to Maryland. That's kind of like, oh, I don't know, Iowa coming in in 2017 and putting up 56. You didn't really want to be there that day if you're a Nebraska fan because the players that day didn't like look like they wanted to be there at all. So we'll get more into Nebraska and Penn State. We'll get a reaction here from Derek Peterson from HailVarsity.com and Magazine shortly as Nebraska has made this a five-star Friday as you get Bryce McGowan's in for the Big Red. We're here at the Mercado with Piedmontese, North 84th. Here in Lincoln, certified Piedmontese. Come on by. We're here till 6 with Hale Varsity. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Okay, my favorite person is Joe. Joe is with uh, Piedmontese, certified Piedmontese beef, is in front of me. I just tweeted out the picture. We have New York strip. We have beef bacon. We have ribeye. Go. This is fantastic. Uh, And, yeah, we're here. Roadshow Friday. We can deem it meat sweats. I'm going to get meat sweats, and that'll be incredible. Meat sweats Friday with Hale Varsity. And uh, I tell you what, we're here till 6 with Piedmontese. Certified Piedmontese, the official beef of the Huskers. All natural Nebraska-raised beef with USDA prime grade light tenderness with a fraction of that fat and calories. The Mercado is where we're at. Your full-service butcher shop specializing in that premium ingredient only at the Mercado. I have tempted Derek Peterson enough with incredible talk of steak. The pride of Oklahoma just joins us now and Dr. PDHV on Twitter. Derek, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you? I have a New York strip and a ribeye in front of me. I'm great. We're going to need to find a new date for me to do these radio hits if you're going to constantly have steak in the background that I can be envious of. (laughs) We'll we'll just make them on site for you. How's that sound? Anyway, we'll drag you here. Okay, uh, let's start with basketball. Uh, Bryce McGowan's your reaction. And uh, we're kind of, Elijah and I have been talking about what we like most about Bryce's game. I like his first step. Obviously, his range is impressive. What do you like about what you've seen from Bryce? And touch on uh, your your level of impressed with Nebraska and their staff landing him. Well, it's a five-star kid. Um, first, <laughs> yeah. first time to do that in program history. You, you know, you got to be really excited about that. And, and Fred Hoiberg said in his release uh, that Nebraska put out this afternoon when Bryce signed that uh, he feels like that this is the kind of signing that can change the trajectory of a program. And I, I think he's absolutely right. You can get a five-star kid on board and kind of sell to people that, hey, this is a fun place to be. Um, you can really kind of kind of plant your flag, so to speak. Um, and, and so, you know, Trey being on board probably helped. Um, Fred Hoiberg, well, it did help. Fred Hoiberg's pedigree as an NBA guy and a shooter probably helped. Did help. Um, Matt Abdomasi, 
deserves a shout out for all, all the, the work that he put into to build the relationship with Bryce. Um, this is a <laughs> this is a program that's recruiting really really well right now, um, and so I think that was kind of like the first that was the first place that my mind went was that you know everybody talked about Fred Hoiberg coming to Nebraska and and if you know if he if he was going to build off of transfers the way that he did it at Iowa State just because of some of the geographic challenges with recruiting and um, the way that they've recruited, you know, through the first couple of years of being here is, is I would say, remarkable. Um, I don't think that's hyperbole. Uh, and, and certainly, you know, certainly bodes well, signals, signals good things to come from this program moving forward if they can continue to, to get recruits in that aren't just, you know, you you find the kid diamond in a rough at the JUCO level. You find the kid diamond in the rough, you know, pedaling around in you know, lower levels of basketball. Um, for them to be able to land a five-star kid, I think it says a lot about the direction that the program is headed under Fred. Derek Peterson's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Derek... Great recruiting weekend for volleyball, as well as they signed the top three players in the country uh, at the respective positions. Uh, and then we also have Bryce McGowan's committing to the Nebraska basketball team. So it looks like bright days ahead. But which of those do you think? I know it's it's hard to say. It's comparing apples to oranges. But, I mean, we just become so used to John Cook uh, and his awesome recruiting classes that it almost feels like that's just being overshadowed right now by the Bryce McGowan's news. But uh, I know you're no volleyball expert, but things seem to be looking up for the volleyball team as well, right? Yeah, certainly. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, you know, put myself in the same ballpark as an expert when it comes to volleyball. Um, that's Jacob Padilla's territory, so I'll leave him for the analysis. But um, to sign the kind of class that they did, I think a lot of people have said one of the, the best recruiting classes, um, regardless of sport, like of all time. You know, we'll have to see how they pan out on the court. I do, though, want to give a shout out to Amy Williams too. Um, yes. It was a good week for them as well. They signed, you know, women's basketball program signed a top 25 class in their own right with two two ladies in the um, ESPN top 100, um, including uh, Kennedy Orr's best friend, uh, Kendall Cauley, who's a, a wing and a top 50 player in the country. Um, it's coming to Amy Williams' program. So for the non-football programs at Nebraska, it was a good weekend. So you kind of start to say, well, maybe this is not a, maybe this is not a basketball school. Or not a football school, excuse me. Derek Peterson's with us. So could it be a good weekend for football? Let's go there, Dr. Petey. And uh, what, what does tomorrow boil down to for you? Um, can it be a good football weekend? Yeah. Will it? I don't know. And, and like, Penn State is, is probably the team that I've watched the least so far of the Big Ten schools. Um, it's just kind of worked out that way with, with when Nebraska's playing and things like that. Um, but you know, as, as I'm kind of thinking about it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. And, and you know, what you have to look for for this game, because I think Nebraska right now is, is beyond matchups, beyond kind of position on position strength, or you know, where can we take advantage of? Where are they going to try to take advantage of us? Nebraska right now just has to figure out itself um, and figure out what's going wrong with its own offense and try to correct some of the the, the issues that. Uh, continue to be self-inflicted week in and week out. Offensively, um, they got to figure it out. And, you know, we can talk about Penn State, obviously missing Michael Parsons Hurts. Um, that's an 0-3 team that doesn't think it's an 0-3 team. They're going to come in angry. Nebraska's got to come in angry, too. 
And Nebraska, but I say that Nebraska has to come in smart. Uh, they have to play disciplined football. You know, you can't get in those situations where you get to second and three, and then you got a false start because somebody jumped, and then you're second and eight, and it throws everything off schedule. Nebraska has to play. It's it's insane that we're saying this, and, and I'm a little callous right now. I'm going to try uh, to keep it nice, but Nebraska has to kind of play a perfect game right now with where it's at to win uh, and to beat good teams. And so you just have to start with yourself. No holding penalties, no false start penalties, no procedural stuff. You know, line up in the right spots, run the right things. If Luke McCaffrey is going to be the guy at quarterback, uh, and I expect that to be the case, you know, what does the game plan look like with him, and can he give them – more than what Adrian Martinez has given them because through the last 26 games, a lot has changed with this offense. Uh, but one, one constant was Adrian Martinez. And, you know, it, it, it's like Groundhog Day with the offense. It continues to be, well, if they could just finish drives, if they could just stop shooting themselves in the foot. So maybe if you change quarterbacks, you know, and, and get a little bit of tempo in there, I wonder what happens. Um, so for, for Nebraska, it's, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not looking at, well, how do they match up with this specific player on Penn State? How do they defend Jahan Dawson? What do they do with the line of scrimmage? No, it has to be just, can Nebraska play a clean football game and put itself in a position to win in the fourth quarter, which it hasn't done enough of. Derek, coming into this season, it just felt like the, the defense was the bigger question mark on this Husker team. Uh, but we found through two weeks that it's been the Husker offense that's been struggling to, to get it going. Uh, so what What is the Husker offense's job on Saturday? How many points do you think that they're going to have to put up uh, to do enough to get the, the Huskers across the line to get them to win on Saturday? Um, well, you have to score more than 21 points. <laughs> Penn State's given up 35, I think, this season. Uh, Nebraska's scoring 15, 17, somewhere in that range. Um, they, you know, they've got to be they got to be closer to 30. Just with the way that they play, right, like the, the plan was for them to be upwards of 30 points a game. Because the defense, I, I thought the defense, and I've said this multiple times, I thought the defense played really well a week ago. They played one bad quarter. Uh, and some of the tackling stuff sticks in people's craw, and it makes you think, well, the defense didn't actually have a great game. They played three really good quarters, and they gave up 21 points. Uh, and, and, you know, two of those touchdown drives for Northwestern came on short fields after – Special teams gave up long returns. Um, I thought the defense played well. But, you know, the offense is going to have to score more than three touchdowns, I think. And so, you know, it's, it's just going to have to do it, – it, it's going to have to be more efficient. It's going to have to be smarter. And, and I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words with what's going on with this offense right now because they have the talent. Um <laughs> they they really do. I, it's not it's not an issue with talent anymore. It's a matter of can you can you put it all together at the end. Um, and so I think you know if, if they can do that, if Luke's the answer quarterback, if he is the quarterback, um, you know we'll see. But I, you know, to answer your question, I, they're going to have to get more than twenty one points. Derek Peterson's with us, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine at Dr. PDHV. Derek, about two minutes here. And a thought on the quarterback spot. To me, this comes down to, you know, very simple. What, what does uh, Clifford do tomorrow? 
what does Levis do if, if he's in the, 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 the shotgun formation? They're 6'3", 220, 220-pound backup. Of course, you got Luke and Adrian. What do you think we see tomorrow? Uh, do we see Luke start and then time split, or does Luke take it and run with it? What, where do you think Nebraska goes uh, moving forward here, at least for, for kickoff against Penn State? How do they handle the quarterback spot? How would you handle it? Just reading the tea leaves, I think Luke is going to start. Um, I, I, I would that, That's the way I would play it, and I would just give him, give him a shot, just not something that he's had so far um, to begin his house career. Not a, not a full start, not a full shot, not an opportunity. This is your game plan. We designed it for you. This is your week. We're going to live with some of the mistakes. You know, the, the, a, a pass off of an offensive lineman's helmet, you'll live, you'll live with that. You don't like it, but you'll have to live with it. It's just part of the growing pains that they lived with in 2018 with Adrian. Um, so I, I, that's the route that I think they will go. Now, what happens if they do go that route? I don't know because the jury's still out on Luke. Um, you know, we we have to see what he looks like as a passer with everything opened up to him, um, with you know a, a full field to kind of diagnose and, and, a, and a full defense to look at. You know, one of the things that <clears throat> when you're a backup quarterback and you get kind of thrust into the game. Um, the, the game plan is, is suddenly super simplified for you, and he's not asked to do a whole ton. And you look at the first throw that he had to Cade Warner, um, the, the first pass of, of, of the game for him against Northwestern, and it was catch, catch the snap, plant your feet, look, if Cade is open, throw it. And I assume the decision was that if Cade was not open, then he was told to run it. Um, Cade was open, and he, and he threw it. So can he continue to be that quick decision maker now when he has – progressions to go through um that'll be interesting but i you know like i said i think you have to if that's the route you go if you go with luke mccaffrey as a starter you have to give him some leash you have to give him some time to kind of settle in and you're gonna have to work through some mistakes because eric peterson's with us yeah he's a freshman derek good stuff we'll get caught up tomorrow thanks for the time bud sounds good thanks man and now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. We are here at the Mercado, North 84th, Caddy Corner, from the uh, Lancaster Event Center. Piedmontese, certified Piedmontese. And I tell you what, I just, Kristen and I are arm wrestling here over the New York Strip and the ribeye and the beef bacon. If you have not had beef bacon it is undefeated. And regular bacon with pork, it's a lot of fat with a little flavor. It tastes great. This is very little fat and all the protein and goodness. And you got to get to the Mercado here with Piedmontese and try the beef bacon. The ribeye is incredible. The strip is great. I mean, I have both steaks here and I got a little tray and I tweeted it out at Schmidt underscore radio. I'm just going to be fat and happy all weekend it's great let's talk about the weekend jeff malls with us lincoln convention and visitors bureau jeff it's finally a home football weekend how are you man i'm doing good my friend i'm trying to wipe my mouth here because i've just been drooling listen to you describe all that goodness wow i mean i got a new york strip in front of me the ribeye is and i'm learning some stuff i mean i 
throw it on the grill and I, I eat, but I mean, the stuff I'm getting here at Piedmontese, the Mercados, yeah. I mean, the ribeye's like giant. And yeah. this, this beef bacon. Now, yeah, talk to me Chris about that. She's got talk. a sharp object and she says that's her last piece of bacon, so she can have it. I don't want to <laughs> get involved here that way, but hey, uh, no. we can smile a little bit. I know that it's trying times, but there are still yeah. things to do in the capital city and you've got the lowdown on that and there are things to do safely in the capital city with a home football weekend yeah there are there's a lot of great things and and most of what we talk about every week uh, on various media outlets uh, is available at lincoln.org that's our website chris Mm -hmm. it's an event calendar and, and we try to highlight three or four things every week and one of which is the Lux Center for the Arts presenting Gifted, an annual holiday show great opportunity to enjoy some arts and crafts buy some early Christmas gifts and that will be going on uh, today until 6 o'clock, tomorrow, 10 to 5. Almost Maine, a production at the Lincoln Community Playhouse. We had been talking about, I have do believe that has been canceled. So if you do have mm-hmm. questions, you can always look ahead at the Community Playhouse. Here's kind of a fun thing. James Arthur Vineyard's Wine Dinner at Southeast Community College. Uh, you'll get a chance to enjoy a great bottle of wine and a four-course meal. That is at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, so that sounds like a lot of fun after you've already warmed us up with some great great beef and dinner ideas <laughs> well and you got uh of course it, it's tradition football fall yeah and and throwing something on the grill for the home gate for sure and and i know nebraska fans excited that the nebraska's back home to play ball and kick off mm-hmm. against penn state and mm-hmm. you know there are um there's just still going to be a bit of a buzz tomorrow, even though that no one can go in. I know the cutouts are alive yeah. and well <laughs> at Memorial Stadium. But, you know, take me through uh, your process here. As I know you're a big Nebraska fan, and you're wearing mm-hmm. red every Friday as well. And just how, um, how your mindset is for tomorrow. You know, my mindset, number one, is safe. Um, you know, a very sobering press conference from uh, our mayor today and, and health care providers and, and just reminds people that we've got to, really dig in the next three weeks and, and do what's right and continuing the distancing and the mask wearing. But, you know, I want to encourage people tomorrow that, you know, the home gate concept is not a bad idea. You know, if you can go out and get some great food or carry out from a local restaurant and, you know, have a tailgate at home with your family, I think that's a great idea. But with that being said, I know our bars and restaurants are, are still open. Um, they're going to try to do their best to keep people distanced and, and hope that people help them do that. But our hotels are still open, and and we've got people coming from across the state that just want to be in the city, get away from home, enjoy a safe night out in a hotel, and and just enjoy a game day experience. We've got great weather. Um, Again, I just want people to do what's best for the community, and that's, you know, do everything you can to keep your distance and have fun. And, man, how therapeutic would a Husker win be, Chris? I I think we all need it right now, and, and I know the Huskers and those boys on the field, those coaches would like to see the same thing happen. You know, and you're mentioning the hotels, and I tell you what, the uh, the, the get a room idea mm-hmm. that I hear you talk about is is something unique and special, and that's something to, to think about if if you're in Lincoln or outside of Lincoln, make your way and uh, in, in get a room. I mean, just you're technically maybe staying in your hometown of Lincoln, but it's okay. You can go still go check out some of the different establishments, can't you? Yeah, and staycations are probably the safest yeah. thing to do right now. You know, you're, you're you're getting away from home. You're just far enough away from home that you kind of break the monotony of the four walls. And, you know, the other thing I hear people doing, and I would encourage people to do, is, you know, visit our hotels and purchase a gift card or a voucher for a family member 
to come back and see us in 2021 to one of our local hotels or when things start to loosen up, if there's a, a son or daughter out there, a newlywed, a new couple that you wanted to say, hey, you guys need a night out, don't forget the gift of hospitality and the gift of restaurants and hotels and, you know, lead center tickets and things like that. Because remember, 2021 will get here and we've just got to get through this next three or four months, Chris. And uh, we just ex- we're excited to be a part of that econ- economic rebound. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a sports show, and I would tell you our team's in the best position for a rebound right now. We've just got to get through these uh, next three quarters and, and see what happens. Jeff Mall, Lincoln Convention and Visitors Bureau. You hear him on First and Ten uh, here uh, and uh, on, on ESPN Lincoln. And Jeff, uh, thanks for your insight and your wisdom for sure and, and the caution and safety message for sure with a game day tomorrow, and, and that needs to be reinforced. I can't let you go without a prediction tomorrow. Mercy. Why are you going to do that to me, Chris? Let's see here. I haven't even thought, I thought about that. thought you were going to go gonna... Mr. T on me and say pain. You know, like you know, Nebraska's going to hand out points, you know. The good I'm going to go with I'm going to go with 31 to 27 Nebraska. All right. Um, Jeff Moss I got says. it. I got to do it, man. I, I got to hope that that happens and uh, going to be cheering for the big red. I'm going to get up early, hoist my red flag on the front of the house and, you know, yell to, yell to the masses that it's, it's go big red time and, and get these boys a victory. That's awesome. Jeff, you take care. We'll talk soon. Thanks for taking some time today. All right, Chris, uh, keep eating and uh, we'll talk to you some other time soon. <laughs> That's right. No worries there. Uh, Jeff Mall, Lincoln Convention and Visitors Bureau. Good to get caught up with him. And uh, love hearing his insight on things and appreciate him. Uh, yeah, I mean, sobering press conference uh, a little bit earlier uh, today. And uh, you do have this news that is out. High schools in Lancaster County shut down high school sports. Let me backpedal here, Bruce Pickens style. High school sports in Lancaster County are shut down for three weeks. And uh, the DHM also applies that to youth and club sports. So that means Junior will not be going 0 for 17 from the floor uh, (laughs) in the near future. We are here at the Mercado. That is amazing. Piedmontese, certified Piedmontese beef is what we are snacking on. We have a New York strip. We have beef bacon. We have ribeye that is just glorious. And if you are going to watch Nebraska-Penn State tomorrow and you're going to do it from uh, your home, hey, get over here to Piedmontese. They're open every day, 10 to 7, uh, here at the Mercado, your uh, butcher shop on North 84th, and fire that grill up tomorrow with amazing weather. We'll wind down Hour 1. Bill Dolman's coming up. Uh, Clausburn's on the way. Jacob Badilla next hour with Hale Varsity. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Okay, we uh, had a truce between Kristen and I. We, we split the last strip of beef bacon. We are here at Piedmontese, the Mercado. Of course, the full-service butcher shop specializing in local premium ingredients. Only available at the Mercado. I'm talking beef bacon. The uh, certified Piedmontese official beef of the Huskers. We're talking Nebraska-raised beef, USDA Prime. New York Strip is incredible. The ribeye is almost gone. And I'm going to go for more. 
It is just Elijah. You you hungry, brother? Uh, maybe a little bit. Just a touch. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I wasn't before I walked in. You started describing everything, and it's, it's man, getting there. And you've seen the the, the steak set up. We, we tweeted out at Schmidt underscore Radio. Big time. They've got, of course, the kielbasa we had last time we were here, in honor of Wisconsin tapping out uh, the brats, and then the beef sausage it was incredible. And I'm staring at some of the sausages here, and their their meat case is great. They they have. Uh, brisket, you can it already taken care of. You just grab it and you go, and you throw it in the oven, and bang, it, it's taken care of. I'm thinking for Christmas for Joe Mama, my mom, we are going to do some short ribs because it is pot roast on a stick and it's incredible. So I'm telling you about the Mercado. I'm telling you about Piedmontese certified Piedmontese North 84th. We're excited to be here till six. And we're talking Nebraska, Penn State. We're also talking five-star Friday because Bryce McCowan is in his uh, ceremony tonight at 7 Central in his home state of South Carolina. So the mayor, Fred Hoiberg, how good was the mayor in the sea of Nebraska fans in South Stadium uh, where Fred's there at 1230 today with a cut out of McGowan? Uh, front and center uh, for Five Star Friday. That's pretty awesome. So a good day, really a great week for Husker Hoops, Husker Volleyball. Will Bolt killed it with his baseball recruiting class. And, of course, the mayor doing his work. Now it is your turn, Nebraska football. Get it handled tomorrow. Line is still minus three, minus three and a half, minus four. Somewhere in between there, depending on uh, your guy down at, at the bar <laughs> who may run a little number. I'm kidding. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> your friend in Council Bluffs across the river. Soon to be that, your friend uh, at the horse racing tracks. Uh, some casino work. We'll get into the Friday forecast. Clausburn is locked and loaded. And I am, I am quite frankly fretting a little bit what his what his Penn State joke may be, because every time we, we have Penn State on the uh, on the docket, there is something that is very uncomfortable by Clausburn about Penn State. Let's tell you about moving, and when you're going to move in Lincoln or the surrounding community, you got to call your friends at West Blue Realty. You mentioned Hale Varsity. They can give you up to $1,000 off the closing of your next home purchase. Tom Luby at 402 540-3768. Kelly Hofschneider. Give Kelly a call. 402-202-2312. WestBlueRealty.com. 1120 K Street. Suite 200. Pride of Fairberry's coming up. Bill Dolman up next with NBC Sports. It's Hale Varsity. We're on the road here with Piedmontese. The Mercado, the butcher shop. Come see us here till 6. So you're telling me there's a chance. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hale Bar City Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Roadshow Friday continues. 
here at Piedmontese, the Mercado, an incredible butcher shop. I, I'm not going to lie to you. The ribeye is gone. There's four pieces of strip left. New York strip is incredible. The ribeye here from certified Piedmontese, Nebraska beef is incredible. And the beef bacon is gone. We took it down. We, uh, and I've, I've had help, but I have, I've done a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, I'm going micro gear uh, when it comes to eating steak here with the number of carries. We've got a lot of yards per carry here, but uh, we invite you out uh, here till six here, North 84th, just caddy corner from the Lancaster Event Center, just north of Havelock Avenue. And uh, your friends and just an incredible Nebraska company, Piedmontese, certified Piedmontese, your official beef of the Huskers. We welcome in the pride of Fairbury. Bill Dolman may have sacrificed a live chicken to get Nebraska a win tomorrow. Billy D., how are you? Well, I'm doing okay. I, I was kind of uh, disappointed in, in last week's uh, game, and, and quite frankly, the week has gone by, and Saturday's kind of snuck up on me, so I'm looking forward to the fact that there is a game tomorrow, and we really haven't been waiting all that long. It's a it's lost track of time. Well, and that's just that's just it, man, and you kind of hit on it with Nebraska, just the Nebraska mindset, not the coaches or the players, but... The 1.9 million walk-ons. I mean, there's a lot of folks that are afraid to care because of, of how last weekend went and what, what they've seen. And take me through, you know, your Saturday last week watching that thing. You don't have to tell me if you broke anything. Uh, that's fine. Or, or if you did, I, I would expect nothing less. But it's really just a tug-of-war ball game tomorrow between two teams that are well, kind of nosediving. Well, you know, last week, here's how it went. I, I finally um, uh, bought into the uh, Big Ten Network, okay? Or I, I ordered the Big Ten Network. First time, I've held off, and and I got it to see if it's worth it. And within about uh, five minutes into the first quarter, I determined it wasn't worth it. Nevertheless, I still have it. Um, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be watching at this point when I watch Nebraska football. Um, and and I, I don't know how discouraging I should feel about that, but I, I just don't know. Um, you know, I watched Scott's offenses when he was the OC at Oregon, and you always had that hope in your heart that he would be the Husker head coach one day, and then he takes the step to Central Florida, and they've got this offense that, you know, they were they were sexy, and they were on TV a lot, and you got a pretty good idea of what they, you know, what they were going to do every time you saw them, and they had McKenzie Milton at quarterback, and I think we all kind of expected that that's what we were going to see once, you know, he got to Nebraska, and they got Adrian Martinez, who was a highly, you know, regarded quarterback, and you know, I, I don't think we were sold a bill of goods with Adrian Martinez the way we were with Harrison Beck. Uh, sure. If you want to go back that far, you know, Beck was going to be the guy that the you know they were going to build a program around. And then when they watched him play, oh my God, we got to go get Zach Taylor because this guy's really not very good. And you know, I think Adrian Martinez uh, had every we had, we had every reason to have high expectations as to what we were going to see out of him in the offense, but we've not seen him progress. And maybe it's because there's competition. 
Um, maybe he's having a hard time, you know, looking over his shoulder and seeing Luke McCaffrey. I don't know. But the Adrian Martinez that we've saw, we saw last year, okay, he had injuries. And the one we've seen through two games this year is not the same kid that we saw uh, arrive from Fresno with the keys to the car in his hand. Um, and I, I would I, – I didn't, I didn't disagree that, and I said before the announcement was made, he'd be the starter against Ohio State because he had experience. Uh, but experience this year tells us that maybe it's time to, to see what Luke McCaffrey can do in a starting role and, uh, you know, let him drive the car for a while. But I don't know what I'm supposed to be watching now. It's, well, you're looking for an identity, and, and there is none. There's tough times in the red zone. You've got some high flyer athletes on the outside that don't know the playbook. So how much can you run those guys in, some guys that can turn a big play, turn a routine play into a big play, but, you know, you're, you're easing some of those guys in. And, and then, yeah, you do have the, the, the quarterback situation. But, I mean, what do, you, what do you take away from what you see with Scott, either on the sideline? I know you watch his presser. I know, and Elijah, your Twitter post yesterday between Frost when he arrived and Frost Thursday. I mean, he looks like one of the presidents uh, aging after eight years in office. Frost has had, it looks like, two terms. I mean, the guy's just, this job is is a monster, and you got to feed the monster, and that's wins. And right now it's really tough. Bill, what are you seeing from a guy you've covered, you know, and uh, they're, they're, they're 0-2. I mean, it's, I mean it's, all hope is not lost if you're a Nebraska fan. But, man, you're not seeing much much improvement. And, and the red zone stuff is, is really disconcerting. Right. Because I, I, as, as I recall watching that Northwestern game, I think we had the ball inside the five on every single possession of the game. And we still can't score more than 13 points, as I recall. Might have even punted a couple of times from inside their five. Um, that I don't get. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I, I get that there are some really cool tricks and plays in that playbook, but the bottom line when it comes to the identity of Nebraska football, if you've got the ball at the five and you pound it four times, you're going to score, you know, within four plays. That's just the way it's supposed to be. And Nebraska fans are smart enough to understand that and, and expect that, and we don't see it. We see pass plays. It's like the NFL. Um, just hammer it down. And if, if Zach Duvall is doing his job, which to me, they look like they're in shape. I mean, they, this looks like a better football team condition-wise than we've seen in a long time. That offensive line, with its experience, ought to be able to get you five yards and four plays. That's just me. Um, so that's really disconcerting that they, they just try to get too cute when you really want to you know, get ugly down there. Um, so that's disconcerting. But, you know, uh, yeah, does Scott look like this was wearing on him? Yeah. And, and this is an odd comparison, but it reminds me a bit of Barry Collier and Jim Woolridge, basketball coaches. Barry Collier at Nebraska, Jim Woolridge at Kansas State. And the reason I say that is when those two guys took over their jobs at their respective institutions, the NCAA went through some weird uh, recruiting uh, rules where you could only assign eight guys in two years and no more than five in one. And there was all kinds of, and they're trying to overhaul their programs and everything's just basically stacked against them. Now I know there's no limitations with Scott and all that, but I'm just thinking of all the things that have been kind of stacked against him. 
and the program and trying to, to go forward. You know, you've got you, – you miss out on the Akron game. That's just kind of wacky. You've got the Wisconsin game canceled. You've got a pandemic. You've got all these just things that are completely out of his control that you got to kind of deal with. And – and I, I, I just, I just feel like he's not been able to get any traction at all. Is that self-inflicted? Maybe. Um, is there more to it? Probably. I don't think. And I, I just, it, it's ridiculous to read when they talk about is he on the hot seat? How much would Nebraska owe him? I, to me, that's just absolutely ludicrous. Um, I, I think his job is as secure as anybody else's in the country. Um, so that ought to be completely out of the, the mouths and minds of Husker fans everywhere. Um, because if you, if you don't have Scott, it's all kind of going to unravel. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel for the guy. I really do. And maybe, maybe there's got to be a swallowing of pride a little bit and retooling of the playbook. Tom did it in 1980, uh, 79 and 80, you know, going from a passing attack and, and – getting the most important recruit in Nebraska football history in Turner Gill, and you turn into a triple option team, and you have the greatest success of any college program over 25 years all time. You know, do we need to start seeing uh, McCaffrey or Martinez running some, you know, going back to the old playbook? Maybe. I don't know. But at something, something's got to change in terms of giving that offense an identity that just isn't there. Bill Dolman is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Bill, I, I want you to take yourself back about here three months, let's say back to August, back whenever uh, the football season first got postponed. And, and I want you to, to look at your expectations for the season uh, that we're currently in right now. Are, are the Huskers that you're seeing now, are, are they further ahead of what you were expecting? Are they about where you were expecting? Are, are they, is the product on the field worse than what you were expecting for this 2020 season? I mean, it, we, you know, what the, I thought, look, they, they play Ohio State in the opener. We all knew that was going to come even before they announced it. We just knew that was going to happen. But I thought there were some really good things to see in that Ohio State game. I thought the effort was great. I thought the, the physicality was very good. Um, you know, I, I thought the, the, the mix with the quarterbacks, you know, with McCaffrey playing, you know, versatile positions and Martinez handling most of the quarterbacking, I, I thought there were a lot of good things to see. And, and, and I thought there was progress shown in that Ohio State game. Despite what we saw on the score, uh, I thought that there was a competitiveness there and an attitude that had, that had been building and was, had been nurtured and was now revealing itself, which was positive. But I'm watching this Northwestern game, and I'm going back to, you know, where I think you've got guys who get out of high school, they're highly recruited, and they, they strike gold, and that's, you know, that's what they wanted. They all got their Xbox, they've got their iPads, they've got the cool locker room that looks like a law office. Uh, you know, and it looks, it looks soft. It looked dispassionate. And that's, that's what's most discouraging to me. And I think it's what's most always discouraging. And I've said this for years. If you play well and lose and you honor the program, the state and the game, Nebraska fans can handle the outcome, but Nebraska fans can also see when the passion, the purpose, the lack of want to is not there. And that's, what's disconcerting even in a win. And I remember when we beat Pittsburgh, you know, back in the Callahan era, 7-3, to three, people were like, what the hell was that? You know, but you lose to Texas 27-24 in that great night game that the, the win streak came to an end. And people thought, you know what, that was a great football game, and, and we can handle it. You know, it sucked that it was against Texas. 
But I, I think there was more honor in the loss to Ohio State than what we saw in terms of the performance against Northwestern. And that's what's most disconcerting is that there is a softness that I think, you know, permeates when guys get to a certain level and all the bells, whistles, and toys are there for them. I think Nebraska needs to put back in the North uh, Stadium Fieldhouse with those metal lockers. I think they need to put up pictures of Walt Johnson and Bill Shepard and all those old guys who played handball on the courts in the uh, Schulte Fieldhouse. I think they need to reestablish the Mushroom Gardens and say, look, if, if you can't earn your way into the South Stadium, you're going to stay here forever. Bill, aren't mushrooms legal in Colorado? Well, yeah, that mushroom gardens out here takes on a whole different meaning. I, I was just making sure. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pride of Fairberry's with us, Bill Dolman. Billy D, let's go to basketball. And uh, the mayor, Fred Hoiberg, landing Nebraska's first five-star, Bryce McGowan's guy that's a really talented shooting guard. You've done a number of uh, high-profile college basketball games. Got a couple minutes here. And I know you're pumped to breaks with, with recruiting, but it's, it's pretty cool for Nebraska to get a, a guy that's pretty high-level talent, at least the way he comes into the program here for 2021. What's your thoughts? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let, let's pump the brakes here, okay? I know that he's highly regarded, but let's not forget that Richard Van Polgeest was the Michael oh, Jordan yeah. of the Netherlands, okay? Now, given the state of Dutch basketball, that may or may not be true. But let's not forget, you know, how highly regarded uh, Van Poltergeist was when he brought him and his Pee Wee Herman bike uh, back to Lincoln. So, yeah, I know this McGowan's kid is pretty good, but let's not forget what we had, you know, back in the day. With, uh, with Poltergeist, that guy, that guy would always fall asleep in the old country buffet on O Street. <laughs> <laughs> Great guy, too, by the way. But I remember, I remember Danny, I don't even know if it was official or if it was Barry's bar talk, but I remember the, the line of, that he's the Michael Jordan of the Netherlands. And I go, okay. And, and you know what? He might have been. But um, relatively speaking. bike. <laughs> Do you remember that big old bike that he had? I just remember him Great coming guy. into the game and bricking three free throws and my dad <laughs> saying a few swear words. <laughs> That's what I say. He might have been the Michael Jordan of the Netherlands. <laughs> Look, it's, it's very exciting. But in, the, in this transitory uh, era of college basketball, I, I hope he's here for four years. I hope he's here for three. I hope he's here for two. But it is, it is significant uh, to see Nebraska in the hunt for those kinds of players and then to land those kinds of players. You know, and then you you compliment him along with uh, you know what's what's the guy's name Wilhelm Biedenbach, yes. uh, the kid from California. And you've got uh, Kasai uh, uh, Toniaga. Uh, so it, it, there's a lot to like. It's pretty clear what you know what he's identifying and the players that he wants because all of these guys are are shooters and stretch yep. shooters. Um, you know, and it's it's clear that the Hoiberg name and the resume. Uh, is giving Nebraska entry into living rooms and gyms and programs, you know, that it, that it really hasn't had before. Uh, Tim Miles, you know, had the personality to get into those places. But, you know, they all talk about, well, he's got a chance to get me into the league. And that's, you know, that's so tough to do. But there could be careers beyond Nebraska for those guys wherever they might be. But, no, nope. it's exciting. I mean, the guy's 23 points a game and 42% from three. And the thing that people need to remember that's, that's really, I think, the, the silver lining to this, I shouldn't say silver lining, but I think the caveat to this is, you know, the college game is so young because, you know, guys aren't around for three and four years anymore. So you can have an impact freshman 
that if McGowan's comes in, he could he could be a player that you know could be a real contender for playing time and significant uh, uh, success early at Nebraska because he's not playing those juniors and seniors uh, necessarily anymore. So we could see him have an impact immediately uh, when the season starts, whenever that is. Bill, 10 seconds. Give me a prediction for tomorrow. Well, I saw where Penn State is uh, minus three, so I'll give yep. them minus three, and Nebraska wins it uh, zero to minus three. Bill Dolman. Bill, thanks for jumping on, bud. All right. Go Big Red. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Still here, live at the Mercado Piedmontese, where we're at North 84th. Get that uh, special meat selected for your uh, your tailgate weekend or your home gate weekend. Certified Piedmontese, and I tell you what, Nebraska. You want to talk about Grade A, uh, big time get uh, with uh, Mr. McGowan's. We welcome in Hoops Insider with HaleVarsity.com and Magazine Jake. Jacob Padilla with us at Jacob Padilla underscore on Twitter. Jacob, uh, you've got a lot of happy Husker Hoops fans with the addition of Bryce McGowan's uh, signing with Nebraska. Jacob, you're as, as big a basketball guy as I know. When you look at the, the five-star ranking, in your eyes, what goes in to that pedigree? When, when a guy gets labeled five-star, it's obvious, but just from your eye, what kind of makes up five-star talent? Yeah, I mean, you start, it's just always a combination of the, the physical tools and the skill set now and kind of the potential they show. And with a guy like Bryce McGowan, if you look at him, 6'6", six, six, 170 right now, long arms, you get him into a college strength and conditioning program and be able to kind of put a little bit more weight on that frame. Um, he's a pretty good athlete, can uh, finish uh, in traffic uh, above the rim. And he can, really, uh, he can really score the ball at multiple levels. And kind of one of the biggest things that stuck out to me when I was watching his uh, highlight reel was his ability to shoot the ball off the dribble. Uh, the, the, kind of that smooth transfer from, from the bounce into a shot motion. And he shoot, shot 41% over his first three years of high school on over 540 attempts. So this is a guy that can really shoot the ball and can shoot it in a variety of ways. And that's where you start getting into the, uh, the five-star talent where he's a guy that is one of the better shooters in the class but can also create his own shot. He's not just a catch-and-shoot spot-up guy. Jacob Padilla is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. We're talking five-star commit for Nebraska, Bryce McGowan's, and that's so key, Jacob, uh, to be able to you know create your own shot, get it off the bounce, but all three levels so, so important to be able to, to score. And you're ahead of the game uh, based on your talent level if you can come in versus having to, to you know, develop or, or have a, a, a further back starting point. If you're a mid-range, you're at the rim finisher, great. But what's your three-point uh, skill set look like when you get to, to power five? Uh, I'm interested uh, when it comes to, to Coach Abdelmassi and Coach Hoiberg, just the, 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 the timeline of this, of course, we know Trey is a transfer to Nebraska from Pittsburgh. Uh, great. That's, uh, that's his older brother. The family aspect's obvious. But just the relationship development, how Nebraska stayed in this till the end. Kind of take us through your insight on that. Yeah, um, it's, 
I think it's just a, a matter of kind of everything coming together at the right time. Uh, you look back, and Nebraska actually offered Bryce a year before uh, Trey transferred um, here. So almost a year to the date, just not a few days off. So um, it's a case where Nebraska kind of got that relationship started early. And then once, uh, once Trey decided to come to Lincoln, they kind of uh, were able to strike it back up again when, when Bryce decided he wanted to uh, kind of open things back up. And things moved quickly from there. He, he named that, that final five pretty much right away, and then uh, soon after cut it down to, to two, and Nebraska was able to win out there. And that's a great job of, uh, from the staff of kind of from the start, just building that relationship early, kind of using everything you've got with uh, kind of the family ties. And then Elijah Wood is a good friend, the freshman guard at Nebraska too. So basically Nebraska did a great job of kind of building up that family environment for McGowan to the point where he felt comfortable choosing Lincoln over Georgia, who was is pretty darn close to home. It would have been an easy, easy drive for his parents to come to most of his games. So um, that's just a great job by the staff of kind of recognizing all right, there's, this is a special case where we can go out and get a, a legitimate five-star um, because of kind of how things set up. Jacob, when you talk about five-star basketball players, you, you usually think that these are guys that are going to come in and make a difference immediately, uh, the one-and-done type players to the NBA. And Coach Hoiberg said that he believes that uh, signing Bryce changes the whole trajectory of uh, where the Husker program is at. So, so what do you think that Bryce McGowan's is going to bring to the Huskers in his first year on campus? Yeah, it, in terms of role and all that, it'll be uh, tough to kind of figure that out until we see what the, the roster looks like next year. Obviously, at least one person on the team isn't going to be here next year considering they had to oversign to get McGowan's in the class. And we've seen kind of significant roster change from year to year so far under Hoiberg. So we'll kind of have to wait to see what it looks like, how guys play this year before we have a great feel for what his role will look like early on. But this is a guy that just based on his skill set, he looks like a perfect fit for what Fred Hoiberg wants to do. He's a guy that can kind of create for himself and others off the dribble. He's long. Um, you can kind of put him playing one through three, depending on who you have out on the court with him. And he can kind of hold his own and make an impact. And um, he's a guy that kind of fit into that multiple ball handler and multiple creator lineup. So um, he, he's a guy that I'd expect to come in and play a significant role right away. Um, what that, what role that exactly is, whether he's starting or not, we'll have to kind of see what the roster looks like next year once he arrives, but he's a guy that's going to come in and make an immediate impact. A few more minutes. Jacob Badilla is with us. HailVarsity.com and Magazine. Uh, Nebraska Basketball Insider at Jacob Badilla underscore on Twitter. We're talking, of course, about uh, Bryce McGowan's, his uh, pledge to Nebraska, the first five-star out of high school ever, and uh, a lot of celebration for Coach Hoiberg and assistant Matt Abdelmassi. Jacob, I know you scout and you coach and you really dive into the nuts and bolts of basketball. Just from from your eye, what do you love most about McGowan's game? You, you outlined all the things that make him special, but what what kind of makes you smile as a basketball fan? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, kind of that, that that ability to shoot the ball off the dribble, and that's that's a really unique trait. It's 
Um, for the most part, there are a few guys that shoot better off the dribble than the catch, but for the most part, that, that's a much tougher skill than just kind of being a spot-up shooter. And for a, a system like Hoiberg's where it's spaced out, everybody gets to handle the ball, everybody will have space to attack. When you can both raise up and shoot from the perimeter off the bounce, as well as get past your man with a quick first step and get to the rim and either draw the defense and kick it or go finish yourself, that makes you so incredibly hard to guard. And we're seeing that in the NBA now, that that's where some of the best players are guys that are, are threats to shoot off the dribble. And um, that that's something that we haven't really seen yet much of in, in Hoiberg's system. We had guys like uh, Cam Mack and Deshaun Burke and guys like that last year that were much better at just putting their head down and going to the rim. Now you add that ability to kind of to, to hit that shot at a, at a pretty decent rate off the bounce, and he, he can do it out to the three-point line too. And that, that's kind of the thing with uh, Hunter Salas that I see that kind of makes him so special. Besides the physical tools, is kind of that that mid-range game, his ability to get to a spot, raise up over the top of the defender, and knock down that shot. And uh, McGowan's has that ability to kind of hit that same shot out from the three-point line, which makes him a great fit for what Hoiberg wants to do. You know, Jacob, when it comes to, to Fred Hoiberg and Nebraska's had conversations with with a number of high-profile guys, they land one with McGowan's. Does this open the door? Uh, how, how, how far open is that door for for more four- and five-star guys now that you got one? Yeah, this certainly is the one to kind of hopefully open the door for them, but the, it's not going to go anywhere unless they can capitalize it now. So it kind of has to start right away. Like if you sign him and then you go um, finish 14th in the Big Ten again and then you're heading into next signing day and do you have any of that momentum? So that's kind of uh, the question now is are they going to be able to capitalize this and build this up? So it's going to start this year. Um, Ultimately what matters the most is kind of what they do once McGowan gets to campus. But you don't have to wait two recruiting cycles to try to dive back in. You want to be able to stack success on success. So it's going to be important for the team to come out and have some of these guys really show out this year, kind of showcase their abilities within Hoiberg's system, and then you can kind of uh, kind of snowball that from uh, what we see with a guy like Teddy Allen, then you add Bryce McGowan's in the mix next year, and then you kind of keep going there and keep showing guys, hey, Nebraska is a legitimate place where you can come here, have success, get to the next level, and showcase uh, your, your ability. So that's going to be the most important thing now is capitalizing on this because you're not going to have a five-star in every class who has a brother on your team. <laughs> this was a uh, kind of a special case here to be able to get McGowan's in, but if he's a guy that can kind of take that stigma off the program, that can show that, hey, five stars can come to Nebraska and have success, then that'll be huge for them moving forward to be able to kind of sustain this. Jacob Badillo with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Jacob, Fred Hoiberg called this the strongest class that Nebraska basketball has ever signed. Do you think that's just talk, or do you think that he's got a legitimate point that this could be the best that the Huskers have ever gotten? Well, yeah, I mean, it's certainly uh, the best class they've signed during the uh, the kind of recruiting website era, and that's kind of backed up. You look at uh, the 24-7 sports composite, and they've got uh, Nebraska class as the 24th best in the country right now, and that's the highest that I've seen going back through the entire 24-7 database. Kind of the closest um, to that was that, that 2015 class had by Glenn Watson, who finished 27th. So um, he's not just kind of making that up by the numbers. This is at least 
kind of in the modern era. Who, who knows what some of the, the, the kind of classes back in the day um, before the recruiting got to be where it was. Uh, Nebraska's obviously had some very good players come to Lincoln, guys like Dave Hoppin and um, guys like that in the past. So it's hard to know exactly how those kind of compare because it's uh, like apples to oranges there. But in terms of kind of just the modern recruiting, this is definitely the best class Nebraska's gotten because you look at um, kind of the, the, the Wilhelm Breedenbach um, is a skilled forward, uh, good fit, and uh, has a lot of potential, too, to kind of um, thrive in Fred Hoiberg's system. He's a, a top 100 player himself. And then Kisei, Tom, uh, Kisei Tominaga um, is one of the best uh, shooters in uh, three-point shooters in junior college basketball. And so that's not a huge class where sometimes that certainly plays into kind of the recruiting rankings. And JUCO guys don't necessarily give you the same kind of boost as pure high school recruits. But you look at this class for what Hoiberg needs and kind of the system he runs, this is a perfect class. So it's a great combination, kind of a great marriage of both talent and fit. Jacob Adela and uh, catch him here varsity.com and magazine his podcast uh, post uh, review of high school action Jacob will be uh, recording that tonight Jacob thanks for jumping on with us and uh, always love your insight on Nebraska basketball thanks for the time bud yeah hopefully if you get a chance to talk with you guys a little bit more here often that now that we got basketball starting up fingers crossed wait for hoops brother we'll get you in (laughs) All right, bye guys He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on AFR City Radio. I got the body of a taut, preteen Swedish boy. Back with you, Tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery on the road here at the Mercado. Piedmontese, man, certified Piedmontese uh, beef. The official beef of the Huskers, and I tell you what, it was incredible. We took down the New York Strip. We took down the ribeye. We took down the beef bacon. And uh, when I tell you about the, when I tell you about the Mercado presented by Certified Piedmontese, uh, it's uh, a full service butcher shop here in Lincoln, North 84th, Caddy Corner. From the Lancaster Event Center, just north of Havelock Avenue on 84th. And they also specialize in house-made sausage, brats, kielbasa, burger blends, and the uh, USDA Prime tenderness, all-natural Nebraska beef is incredible. Without further ado, his mouth is watering for a Friday forecast. We welcome in Claus Byrne. Claus, how are you? Well, I'm, I'm doing just fine. I just want to say how refreshing it is to hear you guys talking about smoking something, and it's uh, meat. I spent way too much time around Carl, and so this is a welcome respite. Well, you're, you're welcome, Claus. Uh, let's get to it. Friday forecast gets going. And it's football tonight in uh, Row Your Boat Land, Minneapolis, Minnesota, as Iowa heads to P.J. Fleckland. The Hawkeyes are minus three and a half. Do you take offense or do you take defense in 2020? 
Uh, I think the uh, Minnesota offense is good. I think the Iowa defense is better. And Iowa got on track. Clausburn's going to hate me, but I'm going to go Hawkeyes 24 to 20. A win in cover for Iowa as their three and a half point favorites on the road. Elijah, what do you say? Uh, with an experienced quarterback, I, I think Minnesota's got to get it back on track here eventually. And uh, just because I'm picking this one, I got to go against Iowa because I'm tired of them beating the Huskers, and uh, I'm just going to pick against them here as well. Uh, Minnesota gets back on track tonight. Give me Minnesota 35, Iowa 17. Big win for Minnesota. This is your elimination game. Let's not kid ourselves as they have both started out 0-2. They each got a win last week. Now 1-3 and pretty much makes you uh, out of the West theoretically. Claus, what do you think here? Iowa or Minnesota tonight? <clears throat> well, last week I joked that a Boise State crowd would be the whitest crowd in history, but Minnesota would give them a run for their money if they could have fans. Those people are as white as the mayonnaise they put on their jello salad. <laughs> so I suppose that would make Iowa feel right at home. So <sighs> as much as this is going to hurt, I actually have the exact same pick as Christopher. <clears throat> Iowa 24, and I'll change it at Minnesota 21. I think they make that extra point. Okay. Let's uh, move on. The game that's been shuffled around time-wise, but Northwestern, uh, kind of your favorites in the West here, depending on what happens with Wisconsin's schedule. But Northwestern minus 2.5 at Purdue. Purdue's met about every challenge despite their NFL or watching and COVID finding their coach. Uh, does Northwestern have it in him another week for another close ball game? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go Northwestern. They're favored. I think it's going to be that tight. I'm going to say Northwestern, the win, it's low scoring. They do not cover, but they win outright. Give me Northwestern 21-7. No, hold on a minute. Uh, Northwestern uh, 24 and uh, Purdue 21. So I guess technically, yeah, they do cover. My math is horrific. Meat sweats. That's what I'm going to plead. Northwestern, the win and the cover. They move and they stay undefeated in the West. Elijah. Yeah, I never would have thought that a week four matchup between Northwestern and Purdue would have been for the uh, the lead in the Big Ten West. But here we are. Uh, so, I don't know. After watching that uh, Northwestern performance against Nebraska last week, I think their defense is legit. I think they're uh, they're going to come to play every single week. Uh, and I think they get the win and the cover today, led by, or tomorrow, excuse me, led by their defense. Give me Northwestern 21, Purdue 13. Okay. Same score as last week. Claus, what do you think here? Uh, Wildcats or Boilermakers? Well, I, I thought Nebraska was going to go into Northwestern and absolutely dominate them last week. And that was before anybody told me that uh, Lucky the Leprechaun was starting at running back and we hit his lucky charms in the end zone. So <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen again, but I do like them in this game. Northwestern 20 and Purdue 17. Let's move to uh, Michigan, and Harbaugh doesn't seem so freaked out. Everybody else is in maize and blue. They got just trounced by Indiana. Indiana's a pretty good squad, by the way. But Wisconsin, think Mertz is going to go. Wisconsin's your favorite, minus four and a half. Is this a get-well game for Michigan, or does two weeks off not matter for them Badgers? I think Michigan's going to win this, and I think it's just because Wisconsin's been off for a couple of weeks. I think it's going to be close, but give me Michigan 27, Wisconsin 21. 
Michigan the win outright. Elijah. Yeah, I'm with you in that I think Michigan is going to give Wisconsin a run for their money. Uh, Wisconsin being off for two weeks, only playing one game against a, a bad team in Illinois, I don't think bodes well for them at all. Uh, Michigan, they haven't looked great this, so far this season, but they do have experience under their belt. Uh, but I still think that Wisconsin gets to win. I think it's close, uh, and I think Wisconsin wins 24-23. to 23, A close one. Wisconsin wins with Michigan covers. Wow. Okay, so you think Wisconsin gets the win on the road. Claus, what do you think here? Harbaugh? Or, uh, or or Coach Christ? Well, before I give my pick, I want to pull the curtain back a little bit on this award-winning segment uh, for your listeners, Christopher. And what happens is <laughs> Christopher usually sends us a text <clears throat> that has uh, the teams, who they're playing, what the spread is. But today he sent us a picture of his handwritten notes. And quite honestly, I couldn't tell what game this was. I couldn't tell if it was Wisconsin, Michigan, Hercules favored two and a half over Medusa. Maybe Bunny wanted you to pick her up a pastrami on rye. I really had no idea. So I had no time to think about it. So I'll just agree with you. Michigan 31 and Wisconsin 24. Yeah, I did do a, a screenshot, and that was the epitome of laziness. Forgive me. Moving forward here, Penn State, Nebraska. One more time. I didn't even know you went to medical school. I'm quite proud of you, Christopher. <laughs> it is chicken scratch. Penn State minus three and a half. You know what? I want to pick Nebraska. I can't pick Nebraska. 31-20. Penn State the win. And hearts continue to beat angrily in the state. Elijah? Uh, I, I, I also want to bet. You know what? I'm going to go Nebraska. I wasn't going to go Nebraska. I've changed my mind last minute. I have too much unwavering faith in this team for some reason. Uh, I think Nebraska gets a lot of field goals. Uh, I think the final score ends up being 26-24. Nebraska gets the win. Claus, you going Penn State or Nebraska? Well, quite honestly, when the schedule came out, I was worried about this game. We all thought Penn State was going to be pretty good. And then week one, they get slapped by Indiana. Week two, they get slapped by Ohio State. Last week, they get slapped by Maryland. I'd say the slappings have become relatively rhythmic. (laughs) And I think that continues this week. Nebraska wins this one 35 and Penn State 28. Clausburg. Claus, you be good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, we were expecting something good today, and, and he, oh, he did not no. disappoint. Claus is the best. <laughs> well, we'll say goodbye next. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time here at the Mercado is uh, we're here with uh, Piedmontese, certified Piedmontese, an incredible butcher shop here. They are open 10 to 7. The uh, items you can grab and get cooking tomorrow from Piedmontese. You want a T-bone, they got it. Want a ribeye, they got it. Want a filet, they got it. Also, they've got the smoked chuck roast, which is incredible. And the... uh, 
the uh, the Italian uh, braised pot roast too that you just grab, throw in the oven, and uh, you're dancing after a Nebraska touchdown. So that was incredible by Claus. That goes back years. Every time Penn State's on the uh, scores card, uh, there is some sort of mention by Clausburn about uh, the uh, Nittany Lions. I lost it there. That was unprofessional, but I had tears rolling down my cheeks, Elijah. <laughs> I mean, you said it in the first hour is that we were expecting something good from Claus, and that's what we got. We always get something good from Claus, but, you know, uh, it, it's doubly uh, naughty with, with Penn State. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. So are we going to do a steak and a beer bet since we, we're here at the mother of all steak places, I mean, Piedmontese, certified we better. Have you Have you picked out which steak that you're going to be paying out to me at the end of the year? Dude, you're owing six. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> um, I would probably do. I mean, their ribeye's phenomenal. Their their strip was incredible. I'm a big ribeye fan. Um, I'm going to probably dirty my way into a, a fillet if we come back. When we come back, <laughs> just go that route. Or the or the sh- or the the short ribs are f- just fantastic. But no, Piedmontese certified Piedmontese here. The Mercado, their their butcher shops. Uh, unlike any other, it's incredible. Get up here, 84th, North 84th in Lincoln, uh, just north of uh, Havelock Avenue. What game do you want to pick for a steak and a beer? The one I'm looking at is Bills Cardinals. I think that's the game of the weekend in the NFL. It is, and I couldn't. I was watching Tennessee and in, in Indy last night, and that thing was 17-13, and I was like, "This is a good football game," and then it just blew up on Tennessee. Well, even when it was 17-13, it still felt pretty boring. It was a good football game, but it was... I watching power football. Mm -hmm. That's not been around here for a while. It was nothing exciting, but the Bills-Cardinals game, I think... Let's see, Cardinals are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, is what I'm seeing. Um, And that that, that game should have fireworks. the other way here. Bills got to travel west, opposed to hosting Seattle. They came all the way across country. All right, you pick. Who do you want? Give me the Bills, plus two-and-a-half. I don't know. Okay. I, uh, I got Josh Allen on the fantasy team, so I'm going to double down. I think he wins me in fantasy, and I think he wins me the bet this weekend as well. I think you're wrong. I think Arizona wins at home. They've dropped a couple in a row, and uh, every team that's good that goes into Arizona can't walk out. All right, weekend edition tomorrow morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Real Red Reaction immediately following Nebraska-Penn State. Thanks for tuning in to Hale Varsity.